0: LW, Far UVC Light Update, No, LEDs are not around the corner, Tweetstorm, by David Monheim. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text to speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is Far UVC Light Update, No, LEDs are not around the corner, Tweetstorm, published by David Monheim on November 2, 2022, on Less Wrong. I wrote a tweet storm on why 222 nanometers LEDs are not around the corner and given that there has been some discussion related to this on less wrong i thought it was worth reposting here people interested in reducing biorisk seem to be super excited about 222 nanometers light to kill pathogens i'm also really excited but it's unfortunately probably a decade or more away from widespread usage let me explain before i begin caveat lector i'm not an expert in this area and this is just the outcome of my initial review and outreach to experts and i'd be thrilled for someone to convince me i'm too pessimistic but i see two and a half problems first to deploy safe 222 nanometers lights we need safety trials these will take time this isn't just about regulatory approval we can't put these in place without understanding a number of unclear safety issues especially for about higher output stronger 222 nanometers lights we can and should accelerate the research but trials and regulatory approval are both slow we don't know about impacts of daily exposure over the long term or on small children Etc. This will take time, and while we wait, we run into a second problem the far UVC lamps. Current lamps are KRCL lamps, which are only a few percent efficient, and so to put out much far UVC light, they get very hot. This pretty severely limits their use, and means we need many of them for even moderately large spaces. They also emit a somewhat broad spectrum, part of which needs to be filtered out to be safe, further reducing efficiency. Low efficiency, very hot lamps all over the place doesn't sound so feasible so people seem skeptical that we can cover large areas with these lamps. The obvious next step, then, is to get a better light source. Instead of excimer lamps, we could use LEDs. Except, of course, that we don't currently have LEDs that output 222 nanometers light. That's not quite true, there are some research labs that have made prototypes, but they are even less efficient than excimer lamps, so they aren't commercially available or anywhere near commercially viable yet, as I'll explain. But first, some physics. The wavelength of light emitted by an LED is a material property of the semiconductor used. Each semiconductor has a band gap which corresponds to the wavelength of light LEDs emit. It seems likely that anything in the range of between, say, 205 to 225 nanometers would be fine for skin safe far UVC LEDs. So we need a band gap of somewhere around 5.5 to 6 electron volts. And we have options. Here's a list of some semiconductors and band gaps. Blue LEDs use gallium nitride. With a band gap of 3.4 electron volts. Figuring out how to grow and then use gallium nitride for LEDs won the discoverers a Nobel Prize, so finding how to make new LEDs will probably also be hard. Aluminum nitride alone has a band gap of 6.015 electron volts, with light emitted at 210 nanometers. So aluminum nitride would be perfect, but LEDs from ALN are mediocre. Slash. Current tech that does pretty well for far UVC LEDs uses Algon, aluminium gallium nitride. And when alloyed, algon gives an adjustable band gap, depending on how much aluminum there is. Unfortunately, aluminum gallium nitride alloys only seem to work well down to about 250 nanometers, a bunch higher than 222 nanometers. This needs to get much better. Some experts said a 510x improvement is likely, but it will take years. That's also not really enough for the best case, universal usage of really cheap disinfecting LEDs all around the world. It also might not get much better. And will be stuck with very low efficiency far UVC LEDs. At which point, it's probably better to keep using excimer lamps. But fundamental research into other semiconductor materials could allow much better far UVC LEDs. One candidate is hexagonal boron nitride crystals. Another is diamond, which I don't think will be practical to work with or build LEDs from. But diamond LEDs sound awesome. If we do find a new promising material, getting a good manufacturing process to make it and create the p-n junctions will be critical. And unlike Algon, advances in other areas won't provide benefits for a new material. Plus we won't have the existing knowledge of how to make it work. Remember the Nobel Prize for Blue LEDs? It's hard to figure this stuff out. But people haven't had a strong reason to do so, disinfecting air changes that. There's a bunch of cool physics and simulation tech that lets research explore which possible semiconductors could be viable. That seems very worth doing, in case Algon doesn't work, or something better can be found. Unfortunately, there's another half problem, which is really the first problem again. Remember, whichever LED semiconductor material we find that works, if we find any, probably won't emit light at the same wavelengths as KRCL lamps. How do different light sources affect safety? We don't know exactly. A better LED is likely to be higher output than 222 nanometers lights, and will be at a slightly different wavelength. We might even need entirely new safety studies done at whichever new wavelength we find. And even if we get those safety studies, getting from there to commercial viability will take time, and it's unclear how expensive or difficult it will be to make these new LEDs. This is not to say I'm pessimistic about the idea. I think there's a greater than 50% chance we find LED materials that work at significantly better than 10% efficiency, are cheap, and are safe for humans. Conditional on 222 nanometers being found safe. But it's a decade or more away. That's okay. We can plan for a decade or more in the future. As attention to the areas grows, people are doing exactly that. So as usual, I'm excited that the future will be awesome, and can be made much safer than the present, at least from bio-risks. But we definitely don't want to fool ourselves into assuming there is a silver bullet around the corner. And even once it's around, it won't eliminate the need for multi-layered protection against future pandemics, and we should be investing in those other parts now as well. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.